Persons under 18 will not be admitted. What's up, everybody? This is Jeff and Ben. Um, talking with the dead. And still talking with. And still talking with. Still talking with is our live show. Yes. You can catch that every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Eastern. That's yeah. Eastern. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You live yeah. in fucking California. It's got to be three. No, four. Four? Yeah. They're oh. only three hours behind. What about daylight savings? Yeah, well, fuck that. We'll worry about that one. Okay, so if you're on the West Coast, you're going to have to look up when 6 o'clock is out there compared to here. Which would be actually 7 o'clock out there. 7 o'clock? Yeah. No, before this is over, I'm going to need a whole lot of serious therapy. You're all fucked up today. Another dollar for the swear jar. I'm always fucked up. <laughs> you should tune into the show and see really how fucked up I can get. Oh, yeah. Well, opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. And when you do tune in, you're going to see amazing guests like this. Hey, what's up? This is Jeremy Palco from The Walking Dead, and this is Still Toking With. Hi, I'm Larry Kenny, and you're listening to Still Toking With. What's up, everybody? It's comedian Sherwin Array, and you're listening to Still Toking With on the Dorkening Podcast Network. <laughs> We appreciate your choosing our theater. And to make this experience more enjoyable for everyone, we hope you'll refrain from crying during the show. Enjoy the movie. Thank you. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. We have very active lifestyles. It's not all wandering the countryside aimlessly or scaring passing motorists. And we all love a good cup of joe. And there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. Bold, robust, delicious. It's coffee that can wake the dead. <laughs> With over a dozen different roasts and flavors, Deadly Grounds can satisfy the most finicky of coffee addicts. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Hey, hey, happy Wednesday, everybody. You're watching Still Token With. My name's Leo. I'm the monkey behind the keyboard here. We have a killer show for you tonight, as always. And Benjamin, what do you mean we're back? We didn't go anywhere. We didn't have a show last week. I know. We had like 30 this weekend. Well, that's what I'm saying. But our regularly <laughs> scheduled viewers, we didn't have a show last week. We were down in Norfolk, Virginia at Tidewater Horror Convention running all the media there. We were. So we were. Okay. So, And I, I was just noticing something when you were full screen there, Leo. Your eyes were like this. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm pretty focused. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's we'll go with focus. We'll go with yeah. focus. Jeffrey. Hey, hey, hey! Happy Wednesday, everybody. <clears throat> it's actually good to be back. Twelve hours down, twelve hours back. It takes a lot out of you. That is insane. You know. So, uh, but yeah, no, we got a great show. I'm looking forward to chatting with this gentleman. Um, I have always loved the artwork that I have seen. And I haven't seen all of it because it's way too much. Uh, let's not hesitate. Let's bring in uh, Tim Jacobus, 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 Jacobus. What's up, guys? 
Yeah, he does. Perfect. I was just the way we practiced it. It's perfect. It, you see? I'm good at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are. It's Screaming actually Tim Jacobus for all of our viewers out there. Let me let me get that let me get that right. There you go. Perfect. You know? Right. So how you doing? I'm good. Yeah. So you guys were on a major league road trip? Yes. Yes. Yeah, a little three, bit. Little three day horror event. Oh nice. On the road for six I days. Yeah. Oh Jesus. Uh, that's a lot of time. It's a lot of time on the road. Yep. Um, it's worth it though. Yeah, it's yeah. Worth it, you know, I mean, we do we do a lot of other stuff other other than just this show. Look at that. I'm I'm glitching. Stop glitching. There we go. I fixed it. Camera got a little no. scared. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you're right. I didn't. <laughs> am, am I still glitchy? A little bit. I, I said little glitchy, bit. not bitchy, Leo. Oh, oh, I was gonna say you're always a little bitchy. Yeah, well, <laughs> you would be too if you sat in the truck for 12 hours. Your ass goes numb. But anyway, back to our guest. <laughs> <laughs> All three of you in the same truck? No. Oh, okay. No, just, just me and Ben, yeah. yeah the rest Jeff of the truck is full of all our shit. <laughs> Pretty much. You know? Pretty much. So, right. You know, I mean, it was a fun ride, except for the New Jersey Turnpike on the way home. Well, that's only because the trailer truck tire exploded, wiped out the car in front of us, and I don't know how you Mario Andretti threw that shit without getting us killed. Wow. Right? But we made it, because here we are. Yeah. Ta-da! No. It Anyways. was all those years of playing GT. <laughs> yeah, we almost looked like some shit you illustrated, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, But let's let's get going on the show here, you know? I know, I know both of you are all itching up there for questions. I can see it in Leo's eyes. Well, I, I was going to say, uh, you know, Tim, you know, we know you, but for the people watching, you know, who are you and, and you know, <laughs> what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> right. Uh, uh, I am Tim Jacobus. I'm best known for doing uh, the original covers for the Goosebumps series uh, that was prevalent in the 90s, uh, uh, written by R.L. Stein. Uh, I did over a hundred covers, uh, goosebumps, and I did a couple hundred of other covers as well. So I've been at this uh, illustration game a long time, but uh, the goosebumps is what people know. Right, okay. right. When I saw uh, your interview, I believe it was with um, was it Rico, Richard Alvarez? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that, and I I called him up and I said, "How the hell did you get him?" Dude, I just sent him a message. I was like, well, give me his heart. <laughs> I mean, the beauty of our show is we like to mix it up. One week you might see an actor or actress or somebody that's, you know, using cannabis for cancer or a great illustrator such as yourself with a great story. So, like you said, most people know you from Goosebumps. How did you land that job? I mean, that's a question you get all the time, but I sure. won't. But it's, you know, again, you know, not to, I had been illustrating for a couple of years and um, I had done some jobs with Scholastic, who was the publisher of Goosebumps. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, I had proven myself to be somewhat responsible. You know, uh, meaning you give me the job, I get it done on time. My work was consistent from cover to cover to cover. 
And uh, when Goosebumps came along, uh, the backstory being that it, nobody was thrilled about it. They, um, it wasn't like, oh, there's this big thing coming along called Goosebumps and the kids are going to love it and this is a big deal. It was actually the other way around. They, um, they thought it, you know, they, no one had tried making a horror series for kids seven to 11 years old. And there was a huge fear of failure. Um, so it was presented to me in, in a way that where it's like, look, we're not sure how this is going to go. Uh, would you be willing to do uh, some covers for a reduced rate? Because we really don't think this thing's going to get off the ground. And if you do us this favor, if this thing falls through, we'll put you on something else and, you know, make it worth your while. Um, so didn't go into it thinking this was going to be anything huge. Now, R.L. Stein already had a track record, but it's funny. Illustrators and authors are not, we don't spend time together, nor is it set up that way in the publishing business. Right. You, I'm working with art directors, authors and, and editors are working together. So we don't, so the fact is, I didn't really know who R.L. Stein was, even though he was a big deal at that point. He had Fear Street well underway. And um, so they told me I was going to be working with them. But again, this is 1990, late 91. There's no Google for me to look up and find out who, you know, who he is. Anyway, right. um, we, uh, we, we started out, but they gave me a little bit of the written material. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, this looks like fun. So, uh, you know, it had a, you know, it had that sense of it's something completely different. And I was like, yeah, even if this doesn't get off the ground, I know I can make a couple of cool images and maybe we'll just leverage them to get some, you know, other jobs down the road. Um, but, um, you know, we got in, we got it off the ground. Uh, it wasn't, it didn't go on fire right away. It took a, it took a good solid nine books, maybe 10 books. And they actually were talking about canning it. Right. And, um, and all of a sudden <laughs> the kids started to talk to each other and um, it was strictly word of mouth and um, the thing shot off. And once right. it took off, um, it was great. Everybody was really smart and they just said, don't anybody touch this. However, we're doing this right now because I got left alone. And in the book business, you don't get left alone. There's 52 cooks in there helping you make that dinner. And uh, nobody was bothering me because th this thing wasn't supposed to go anywhere. So right. they continued to leave me alone, which was wonderful. <laughs> I got I got ten solid years out of that before uh, my my uh, my tenure was up. Wow! Now um, the concept of each cover. Now, it, did they just leave that up to you? Did you read the story before? coming up with the idea for the cover? How did you How did you go through that process? So uh, RL was writing the book at the same time I was doing the cover. So he would give me a sh short synopsis of what the book was about. Earlier on, like Welcome to Dead House was the first uh, book in the series. Mm -hmm. And he had been planning that for a while. And I got maybe three chapters of that book. So I had a solid piece of uh, written material to base my ideas off of. 
But as we kept moving down the road, we were putting out one a month. And again, RL's doing the heavy lift here. I have to just complete one painting. He's got to write a whole book. And right. he had a one month loop that we were working on. So as we went forward, I got less and less and less from, from him about what the story was about till, you know, when it got to the point where it was, here's the title, here's two sentences, have at it. And um, for some uh, illustrators, that could be an issue. Mm. I find, I found it to be just the opposite. If you give me a lot of information, I feel compelled to put in all of that information or as much as I can. If you give me just a little bit of information, I can kind of run with the ball in any direction and there's nothing to say, Oh, well, that's, you know, you can't do that. Right. So, um, okay. I got, I got a lot of, I got a lot of leeway and, okay. um, but I always present, you know, there was an art director I was working with. They would have a concept and then I would do their concept and then I would do two others and try to go, okay, that's okay. Cool. Either a lot of times they were great ideas. And then other times I was like, all right, let me take this in another direction and let's see if you're willing to go my way. And uh, it was very, nobody, nobody labored over anything. Turn in the sketches a day later, they go, yeah, do number two, hurry up, get it done, send it, get it done, send it to them in the mail. They'd look at it. Good. Hurry up. Here's the next one. Keep going. And uh, so the, the critiques that you usually get and the never ending changes that you usually get in a, in a book uh, cover uh, or when you're working with other art directors, none of that happened. They hundred covers. I only had to change one out of a hundred. Wow. Well, I was just going to ask if they ever rejected one. That it's never, good. it's never a rejection. It's always so, cause there's too many steps along the way. Um, it starts out where there's pencil sketches and I give mm -hmm. them three and they look at them and they go, okay, yeah. Uh, you know, this is, this is the direction we want to go. So there's never any like crazy surprises like, oh, we didn't know you were putting a werewolf on the cover. We hate werewolves or anything like that. So there was oh, always okay. some sort of, you know, they knew where I was going. Um, the, the only one that they made me change was uh, a cover called uh, Revenge of the Lawn Gnomes. And it has two lawn gnomes on the cover. And one of the gnomes is standing there with his arms folded. And the other one <clears throat> in the current cover is scratching the side of his head. Uh, in the original, uh, he had his finger jammed up his nose. And of course, that's way funnier. And everybody loved it. And got past the first set of people who were looking at it and uh, it got real close to being printed. And then uh, it came back to me and they go, look, we're putting these things in the schools. We don't want to have any parents or teachers saying you're encouraging the, the kids to pick their nose. So all <laughs> I had to do was take that index finger out of his nose and put it up to the side of his head. So as you far as changes go, that's pretty, that's pretty easy. Right. I, I mean, we all went to school. I don't think you have to encourage them to pick their nose. They do that anyways. You know, that's just a given. It's like there's something in there. They want it out. They don't know. It's like, give me that. So, <laughs> uh, Jeremy's asking if you have any of the originals. So the, the deal was um, 
So we were doing them all. <laughs> and the way the book business works is usually you, uh, in the 90s, these were all traditional pieces of artwork, uh, 20 inches by 20 inches, uh, acrylic paint, and a combination of brush and airbrush. The airbrush gives it that polished look uh, that you see on the covers. And most times you do your artwork, you send it in, they send it to a professional photographer, they print it, they hang on to it for about a month, a month and a half, and then they send it back to you and you get to keep your artwork. As we moved along in the Goosebump series, they realized they had a, you know, they had something going and they were going to want to use the artwork for other things, you know, T-shirts, games, all kinds of paraphernalia. And they were going to constantly have to be reproducing the artwork uh, in the digital world today. As soon as you would have that, you would have enough. But back then they were always afraid, you know, if we lose our print or this happens, we need to hang on to the art. So they paid extra to be able to hang on to that art. So there is a closet or a warehouse or something at Scholastic that has uh, all the uh, all the Goosebumps art sitting in it. Wow. Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. But That's speaking, cool. like, like ahead, we said, like we said, um, Jeff and I just came back from a horror convention. Do you ever go out to any of these conventions? Do you get invited? I mean, yeah, yeah. It, 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 that's one of the 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 newer things that's happening that uh, has been the most fun. Because so back in the '90s when I'm doing this, I'm in my early early 30s, and um, the kids are 11 years old and you know, like they wrote me letters and stuff and I would write back to them and that's all nice, but you're dealing with kids. Right. Now I get invited to these comic convention and all my fans are 40 years old, 30 years old. And now we're, you know, we're contemporaries. So it's fun. It's really surprising to me that, you know, that was a long time ago, 30 years ago this year, right. that we started this series and that, they still remember it. They still like it. That uh, people are excited about it. So yeah, going to conventions has been a blast. Uh, I'm going to the New York Comic Con in a couple of weeks. Okay. So that's the that that's the that'll be the biggest one I've ever done, and uh, we're looking forward to that. Very nice. cool. Very cool. So you heard um, it here, folks. He's going to be at the New York Comic Con in a couple of weeks. So. I would say get off. I'm going to say it straight out. Get off your ass and go down there and, and check out his artwork. And, you know, you might with the all the artwork that this gentleman has produced and probably stuff that we don't even know about. I'm sure you're going to find something that you're going to like. Yeah, we got some cool things there. Well, uh, no. Yeah. Facebook user says one day at Horrorland was one of my first books. Thank you for your service uh, to the art world. Very cool. Much and, appreciated. Uh, Jeremy's asking, uh, so what kind of books do you read? Uh, I'm I, I, so to be perfectly honest, I listen to a lot more books than I read so that I can continue to work and be, you know, be read to in the background. Um, I, you know, a lot of biographies. Um, uh, I just uh, I just listened to a biography about Ozzy. Uh, oh, the nice. other day, and it was, you know, it's great. It's a great story, and everybody loves Ozzy. 
Right. How can you not? Now, I don't know if it's true or not, but I read that you, the covers for number two and number 12, you did not do. So, yes and no. Uh, okay. I when So the way it's Goosebumps started, they weren't sure if I was going to be the official Goosebumps illustrator. Uh, they didn't know if they wanted to use me or another illustrator named Jim Thiessen. Jim Thiessen was an established horror illustrator. So the plan was, let Tim do number one, let Jim do number two. We'll see them finished on the books and we'll see how they go. And then we'll decide who does the other two because there was originally only going to be four books. Okay. So I did one, Jim did two. And again, the, the real issue was they thought the series was going to be too scary. So when they saw my stuff and Jim's stuff side by side, Jim's stuff is great. But they saw that I was using saturated colors, which isn't typical of uh, uh, the horror genre. Mm -hmm. So uh, they also saw that as being very disarming. And they're like, look, this, is, this makes this stuff a little more palatable. Let's go with Jacobus just because that's what he's, you know, the colors he's using. So I didn't do that one. And then book number 12, I was, I went on vacation. I, I missed that one. But um, in the late 90s, now it was probably 2000, 2001, somebody over at Scholastic said, oh, I, we're looking at all the books and you didn't, you did them all except for those two. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's how it went down. And they were like, well, let's go back and you let's redo those. You do book two and book 12 so that you can have the whole, the whole, the whole shooting gallery. So if you go and look on the, on the web, you can see there are alternate versions of those two books. Oh, and, so it's a uh, variant cover. That's cool. Yeah. 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 So I can, cool. it, it's easier to tell people I did them all because that story obviously took me five minutes to explain it to you. So, uh, well, good thing, good thing it's an hour long show. See, we can fit that five minutes in there. Yeah, right. It's good here. It's good. <laughs> so, um, just just so we know, Facebook user is actually Dal Merge. Um, he's actually our artist. Oh, okay, cool. For our comic book series, he's like, I don't know why it came out. He just sent me a message, but that was my first book. So, <clears throat> you've inspired a lot of artists out there that's you know when you when you start out in this business you don't you know that's not you're not thinking about any of this stuff that is so cool and important and most meaningful now like all i wanted to do was be able to grind out a living and sit right. at home and, and get my stuff done and be able to be paid to create to paint and um I wasn't thinking about other people even noticing this stuff. I just was hoping I'd sell a couple of books and pay the electric bill and keep the lights on. Right. And, you know, again, you go out now and people are saying, yeah, listen, I, you know, when I was nine years old, I got into the Goosebumps books and it inspired me and I started to draw when I was nine. And now I'm a tattoo artist and I, you know, I'm, I'm making, you know, like, those stories are incredible. And, uh, you know, it means more to me than, than the, you know, like to be part of that is just very cool. 
Now, as, as time has gone on, uh, obviously, you know, in the 90s and stuff, you were doing, uh, like you said, a lot of like painting, acrylic paints and stuff like that. Uh, have you trans morphed into a lot of digital artwork now or? Yeah, there was a there was a point in uh, probably the mid 2000s, uh, 2003, 2004, um, the, where the, all the publishers reached out to all of us then illustrators and said, look, you want to continue in this business, you got to go digital. We're, we're changing everything to digital. You need to as well. We understand some of you won't want to do that and that's fine. Uh, but the rest of you, this is not, this is not negotiable. We, you got to figure this thing out. Um, so I, you know, I was like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll figure this out. It was very painful. Um, you know, I had gotten, I had been doing illustrations for a good solid 15 years, had a routine down with the acrylics and how to mix them in a, you know, like it was, it was very Zen. And uh, then you switch over, you get a computer. I didn't own one. So I'm buying a computer. I haven't touched a keyboard since typewriting class in high school. You know, and you got to remember like the computers that you got back in, you know, 03 were just, they, you know, there's no RAM, there's no storage, there's no anything. You're using Photoshop version three or four. <laughs> Everything is just crap. And I was, you know, like it was the most disheartening thing uh, that I had to do in my career because. You know, they're, you know, they give me this rock, you know, and go, okay, do the same thing. And it's, it took, uh, it took a couple of years. You know, I was, they told us early enough to where it didn't happen. You know, they didn't call us on Tuesday and on Wednesday we had to be up and running. So, right. you know, it, it, the first, the first two months were just, you know, literally, in the middle of the night, you know, screaming at the top of my lungs at the computer, you know, not knowing there's, and there was nobody to call. There was, again, there's no YouTube videos to help you figure shit out. It was, you know, it was just hit your head on the desk until something got in there. And uh, slowly but surely you start to figure things out and, Finally got a few things. I, you know, I did, and I did every classic mistake that you could make, you know, where you work all night long and you're just about done and you take a file and you copy it over something and you copy the wrong file over the good file and it's all gone and it disappears and you just have to start all over again because there was no such thing as time machine on your computer. I, I, all this shit is not a problem anymore, but back then it was a nightmare. I hated every minute of it, but then you start to get better at it. And then you start to discover, oh, wait a minute. There's a whole new set of things that I can do in the digital world that either would take me way too long to do uh, traditionally. And there's new ways of doing it. And the beauty is you'd send something over to the client and they go, look, you know, this is really cool. You got this beautiful green background, but, you know, can we change that to blue? In the old days, that's three days worth of work. 
now it's like sure it's on another hang on hang on let me you know click do, click do, 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 there you go there you yep. go how about is that is that blue enough how here, here's a little more blue is that bad you know so once you got up and running and uh, figured out how to get the layers to go and then uh i have one of those uh wacom tablets so uh you know my hand movements are the same hand movements that I used to do, mm -hmm. you know, back traditionally. So now I'm kind of doing a, a hybrid where all my art still starts out on paper with pencil. It's a sketch. It's a traditional sketch. I get everything the way I want it outside the computer. And then I scan it in there and that's when all the color work is done. So Nothing gets a lot of people more, do that. right. So again, it, when you look at it, you go, well, that still has a very tangible, traditional mm -hmm. feel to it. But um, again, it's digital, and I can manipulate it any way I want to. At right. that so uh, I will do traditional work, but it's 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 kind of rare because I'm only going to do it for the guy who's buying it solely to hang on the wall in his house. Right. Anybody who's doing any type of production work, it's it, it's just not worth it to anybody, to them, to the printer, to me. Let's do it digital. That you know, it's still cool artwork, and uh, it will get you from point A to point Z, the most the 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 fastest. Right, right. Leo, where can they find out about this amazing guest we have? You got to unmute yourself. The brownie. There, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, check yeah. the show notes up above or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. Uh, so just, uh, you know, because I'm, you know, a dork here and I had to figure things out. So if you got your computer probably around like 90, 91. No, no. I was, that was when Goosebumps started. I didn't get my computer until about 2000. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. Yeah, yeah you were 10 also, years you, behind, you Leo. the art. <laughs> I couldn't even afford a brand name. I had to get a power computer. That was the name of the brand. It was a, it was an Apple clone. And uh, I, okay, I, yeah. Yeah. And I think it had an 11 gig hard drive. If I remember right. And, you know, yeah. just no Ram, no, and just everything you had to keep crushing your layers down on your, on your Photoshop documents to keep making them smaller yep. just so you can save them. It's just, a, just a nightmare. It's just a nightmare. Yep. Uh, yeah. The thumb drive I carry in my pocket has, has way more juice than my first computer. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I, I remember because I started with Photoshop four. There you go. Yeah. That's a, yeah. A rock and a stick. Yeah, right. Make some art. Right. right. If you go to do something and it takes 10 minutes to process it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why are you still spinning? Right. Yeah. That's that status bar just moving ever so. You used to have to put the cursor on it to make sure it was still moving because it moved so slow. Yeah. Right. Uh, or you get to beach ball on death, you yeah. know, just the spinning wheel. Yeah. Um, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, you know, just a little trivia. Photoshop 4 is actually the first Photoshop where they introduced layers. There you go. Yeah, I wasn't there before layers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Leo, it's about that time. Oh, uh, for an ad or to stop? No, not to stop. Okay. Yeah, I, for an I, ad. Oh, 
Yeah. You can play, play whatever you want. Just play. play well, you play. didn't. Okay. Okay. Fine. I know. Usually I send it to you, but you know what? How's that brownie, Leo? Yeah, yeah, really? How much of that brownie did you eat? You can't stop smiling. <laughs> he's like, he's got ear to Thank you for supporting Actors and Others for Animals. We started a long, long time ago. So when you find an organization like Actors and Others for Animals, it sort of unites all of those of us who want to pay back something for all the joy we get out of animals. Please keep up the good work. Believe me, it's deeply appreciated. There yeah. we go. Now I feel better. Yeah. Now I feel better. <laughs> you ran an ad. We're good. I, we're all okay. We're back to the we're show. Good? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I believe uh, Jar Jar had another question. Uh, so what, what, was your, what was your experience of life during the pandemic? How did you keep busy? Um. It, luckily, because people were, you know, uh, home and trying to do some alternate projects, it was uh, nothing happened, you know, for for me, you know, luckily and for so many people that wasn't the case. Uh, you know, there obviously there was no cons, but uh, people, you know, were venturing out and, you know, doing more books than they normally would have done. Uh, they were mixing music at home. I did some album covers. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm also an art director at a, a small studio and I do corporate uh, animation uh, stuff for uh, e-learning and, uh Again, everybody went from the office to home, so that stuff stayed going. Um, the thing that we did do, we meaning me and my son, um, because when it first hit, just like everybody else, you're going, uh-oh, I don't know, you know, I don't know if this tent stays up, you know, when all this stuff happens. And um, we were lucky enough to be as busy as we ever were. And um, that's when I uh, I started offering uh, – Goosebumps posters and prints uh, through my website. And um, what we ended up doing was if you buy a $20 poster, $10 of that money goes to buying food for the, the pantry down the street. So, uh, you know, cool. we were doing okay. I saw too many people standing in line. I saw too many people lining up down the street. And uh, there was a way to kind of get my kid on board with, Hey, you know, that, you know, if you can do something, try to help some people out. So, um, yeah, so we, we buy the food, we load it into the back of the pickup truck, we drive it down the street. So, um, that, uh, also was that, you know, again, something that we could do when you felt like you couldn't do anything. Right. Right. That's, that's, that's awesome. Actually. Yeah. It you is. Know. Oh yeah, it's still up and running, and the people down the street now recognize us. And uh, yeah, it's uh, they they don't understand now because there's you know they're all old people and nobody knows what a goosebumps is. So you know, <laughs> well, I've just, had the I've had the goosebumps from being cold, but is that the but same thing? The, the way we do it is I get you know the money comes in, and then I order all the food through Walmart, and then Walmart delivers. All of it right to my doorstep. We don't have to go to the supermarket and right. load a cart. So all the boxes say Walmart on it. So when we go down there, 
we're the Walmart guys. So <laughs> no, we're not the. Uh, never mind. It doesn't matter. Here's the food. Here's the food. <laughs> Well, thank you for doing that. And, you know, I I noticed that, you know, people that were in the position to be able to do that started to step up during that time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and that was cool. Yeah. And again, you know, you do it because you want to do something helpful. Then (laughs) the running joke is then you do it and you start to feel good. Like I, I feel good for doing it and that's not why I do it. So now I feel guilty because I feel good about doing something. So it's a terrible cycle mm-hmm. that I got myself into. Uh, you know, I, I feel guilty because I feel good about feeling good about doing something. I don't know. You know no, well, I, then, I, then I, if you yeah. stop or if you miss a beat, everybody gets mad at you because you stopped doing what you were doing. Yeah. Yeah. That too. <laughs> you know, there's a one on shit wipes out 10 attaboys. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> oh man! So uh, now, so you've done game covers, album you, covers. Everybody's stealing my questions tonight. Go ahead. You're not quick enough. Um, so you did you did a couple of game covers for Star Trek. How did you yeah. get that? Um, so the again the public the book publishing business at the beginning of the gaming industry. The book publishing industry had all the mechanisms in place prior to gaming becoming the monster that it is today in the multi-billion dollar industry. So they, at the beginning, game cartridge, they weren't cartridges. Some of them, uh, the one of the early Star Trek games was uh, literally a floppy disk that you used to load into a, you know, a, the computer <laughs> you used to own. <laughs> so you got it in a book. So we made a whole book for it, and you could slide this this uh, uh, this floppy in there. And it was a uh, it wasn't even there were no this is so old there was no graphics in this game. It was just uh, it was a a uh, a word game. You know, I never saw anybody run it, but uh, you know, we spent a lot of time on the cover, and it was fun because I grew up with Star Trek. You know, I was a kid and Friday night when that came on, and you were over your buddy's house doing a sleepover. That was, that was killer, you know? So uh, being able to do uh, a Star Trek cover was, uh, and be able to put Kirk and Spock in the enterprise and all that shit. Uh, that was fun. Yeah. Cause that was wow. one of your earlier. Um, yeah. Ende- yeah. Endeavors, you know, you know. I, I wouldn't even, yeah, I can't even. Uh, I'm not I'm sure. 86 and 88 is okay. what I'm looking yeah. at. Yeah, and right. that would have meant I did it a year before because that's when it, it finally makes it out. Right. There. So right. Yeah. The the big one was the wraparound book cover, uh, which was the coolest, and I still have that one up in the attic. And uh, then the other one was just the Enterprise itself. But uh, again, that game market at the beginning, you were going, oh, you know, that's cool. I'm glad there's. I don't know where this is going, or you know, if gaming is such a, you know. Again, I was a, I was a pong kid. You know, we yep. all pong, and it was like, yep. yeah, all right, uh, this is okay, but yeah, <laughs> all right, bored okay, with it already. Where are we going? Right, and, right. Uh, but uh, yeah, now the most. My son's a real gamer, and you just I every time uh, a new version comes out, 
and I, I'm watching over his shoulder and the quality of the graphics, it just goes to another level, to another level, to another level. And it's so unbelievable. Their feature, their feature movies being played in real time and yep. never ending uh, landscapes and corridors. It, the, the processing power must be, you know, it's, it's just insane. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. The whole thing's yeah. insane. Yeah. And how short of a period it went from that shitty Pong thing to, you know, the, to, you know, almost indistinguishable from real life. Right, right. Right. It's like the static cling things that we used to have to stick on the TV. <laughs> Winky dig. Yeah. yeah. Is they right? stick that shit on the TV? Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, if you ever drew on the TV, Tur you're all man. Turns Pong into a racing game. <laughs> So I, I like the way he said, you know, I still have that up in the attic. I'm thinking to myself, man, I want to come see your friggin' attic. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, the, the, I, I literally have monsters in my attic. And uh, I have, yeah, I only hang so much of my artwork. Um, it's not that I dislike it, but, you know, um, this room here behind me, I have a couple hanging up. Right. And, that's about it. You know, you hang other stuff up, you know, you want to hang other people's art and other things that you think are right, cool. Right, right. You know, you, you, you got to get past it. So again, I did hundreds of covers and Oh yeah. I was going to say, yeah. So you, you, there's, there's a lot of paintings in the attic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, hmm. you've done over 300, at least it's what I've read the over yes, 300 yeah. covers yeah, and paintings. There's 300 and... covers. I don't have 300 in the attic. Uh, the right. attic there's, but there's a lot there, you know, there's a lot. That was one thing I did do during the pandemic because it's funny when you, when you're first doing this stuff and um, I used to live in another house, a little lake house when I first got married and used to just, the paintings would come back and we didn't have much room. So you just jam them under the bed. And then there were so many that the bed legs didn't even sit on the floor. And you, you like, you looked at them as almost disposable items. Like they had already served their purpose. You already sent it in. It already got printed. Now you just have them. And it's like, yeah, they're nice. And they're, you know, they're cool. I like them. They're mine, but I didn't respect them. You know, like, because in my head, there's always going to be more. There's always going to be more. And there is a finite number. It's a pretty mm -hmm. decent amount. But, you know, I hardly do traditional paintings anymore. So there are paintings up there that I wish I treated a little bit better in the early years because now they're, you know, they're 30 plus years old. Right. And uh, but, uh, you know, I none of them got ruined or, or you know, from any issue which brings me to a cool story um so like i said scholastic has all the goosebumps covers mm -hmm. and they have a series of warehouses down in uh in lower manhattan and uh eight years ago nine years ago uh hurricane sandy came through here and uh knocked the crap out of us and did a number on new york city and the lower part of Manhattan was seriously flooded. And that's where Scholastic is. And a lot of their warehouses got flooded. And somebody somewhere, you know, did the math. And then their people start reaching out to me going, hey, you know, were, was your art in any of these warehouses? And 
I heard it's, you know, then it starts, oh, I heard it's destroyed. I heard all the goosebumps art is gone. And I, I had, you know, like they presented a pretty good case. And I was like, I don't know. It could be, I don't, you know, I don't have any, you know, the people I worked with were already, they're gone. You know, they, they, they don't work at Scholastic anymore. And uh, so there wasn't like I could call people and go, Hey, what about the art? And um, so some of the fans got on it and people from Scholastic got back to them saying, no, they're there. No, they're, they're okay. They're there, but nobody showed anybody anything. And I'm going, mm -hmm. Well, if I lost them all in a flood, I'd be telling everybody, yeah, 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 they're fine, and just never cop to it. Um, after the flood, they moved uh, the operation, the whole scholastic building, they moved it farther uptown, and they've got a beautiful new office. I haven't seen it in person, but I've seen pictures of it. And uh, when they redid the lobby, they took out some of the classic art that they had produced over the years. And on one wall, there are... Uh, three or four goosebumps covers hanging up. So at least I know some of them survived. And right. uh, so uh, that I, I don't think they're all gone. I would assume if some were there, most of them are there. Right. Now, now do you have a favorite cover that you did for goosebumps? You know, they, it changes, you know, I, there's times where I, I'd like certain pieces and then, you know, somebody will, you know, it'll remind me of the story or somebody will, you know, again, it switches all along. Um, there's well, yesterday there. was this one, tomorrow it might be. Yeah, yeah. I, can, yeah okay. I tell everybody when I go to a con that they ask me, I tell them one and I said, if you see me a month from now in Indianapolis, I'm going to tell you a different one for sure. I know I am. <laughs> so there's ones that uh, I, I like for particular reasons because they had um, something I did in them became <laughs> something cool that I continued to do throughout um there's one called egg monsters from mars and when it was presented to me there it didn't seem very scary it was just kind of an egg and i'm going i don't know what i'm going to do with this so i came up I'm with an egg. i came up with an egg creature but what i ended up doing was warping the perspective in the kitchen no straight lines everything had that uh escher you know twist to it and a, a very, you know, trippy looking background. And once I started, once I got away with it on that one, I was like, that works. And I started warping the backgrounds any chance I could. So the warped background started to show up a lot after that piece, or that's one where I really went all out on. So warped perspective, uh, always made sure that I did a completely new color scheme no color scheme is repeated in the hundred covers and uh anytime you saw somebody's feet they were always wearing converse high top all-star chuck taylors just because that's what we all wear and yeah yeah you know it, things never change they never change <laughs> yes <laughs> see jeff it's a thing it's a it real is. thing Okay. So, quick, just a real, real, real I, I, quick. I, hold on. I heard a different version of that. Okay. Oh. Uh, oh, were you doing it to uh, tick off your mom? Yes. Well, that too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, again, we're I'm wearing cons all the time, and again, we didn't. You know, we didn't. I wasn't poor, and I don't want to put on a story that I was poor. But you only got 
you know, you got a pair of sneakers when school started and they better last you all the way through until the spring and maybe you get another pair. So you wear your sneakers every day and they start to smell. And my mother used to just, at some point she used to go, she finally loses her shit and goes, you know, someday, you, you know, you're going to have to get a real job. And when you do, you're going to have to get wear shoes and you can get rid of these stinking sneakers. And I was like, yeah, okay. You know, roll your eyes like a kid does. And yes, right. okay. Okay. And, uh, when uh, the goosebumps came along and I started to do this, I would always either the book publisher would send me books or I'd go to the bookstore and I'd buy books and I would always give them to my mom. So she had a, a set and, you know, try to make her proud of, you know, her, her son. And uh, she would always see it. And again, my mom just, if, if they were shit, she would have said they were wonderful. And uh, she was like, oh, this is great. You know, another Goosebumps cover. And then when she would see the, the sneakers on there, then she'd roll her eyes and she'd go, oh, and there's those stinking sneakers. So, <laughs> uh, so the whole deal was the only reason why I put them on the covers is I needed to punish my mom. <laughs> That's awesome. Nice. That's awesome. But like I well, was saying. Some... Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. You, okay, so I was yeah. gonna, I was gonna uh, ask a new question. So go ahead. If you had oh, to say. well, like I said, when when he talked about the converse, it's a real thing. So Jeff and I have a comic book series. So the very first comic we did, this is a very quick story. Very first comic we did, we wrote it, created it, in the whole nine yards. We reached out to an artist. He sent us some sketches, and one of the first pages we got, I noticed he had me kind of because we're the main characters. Oh, okay. He, he had me squatting down, and I looked at it. And I said, "What the." does he have on my feet? No, no. And I called a meeting. I literally called a meeting and I'm like, if you're going to draw us in perspective, you need to put Chuck Taylor's on my feet, period. My tattoos have to be where they're supposed to be and my Chuck Taylor's. So he says to Jeff, all right, what am I going to put on your feet? He goes, I don't give a shit. Put pink bunny slippers. Well, guess what? Somebody wears pink bunny slippers through the whole series now. But the Chuck Taylor's, it's a thing. You're either in or you're out, dude. It's either in or out. Yeah, okay. There's, well, there's no. <laughs> All right, go ahead. And ask I, me a question. I, I guess I must be out. Um, <laughs> no, I wanted. I wanted to ask you if uh, do you have uh, like a, a favorite author or something that you would just love to do a book cover for? Good question. So, um, I've been lucky to to do a, do a, a a bunch of them. A lot of authors that you know I think are cool. My stuff wouldn't really apply but the the one story that you know i do have is when we uh when i was in art school this is you know uh this is the mid uh this is the this is 80 1980 um stephen king was there was nobody bigger there was mm -hmm. you almost didn't know another author's name and uh when we were all in art school it was two things i want to do a stephen king cover and I want to paint like Frank Frazetta. Those were the those were the two things that drove all of us into art school. And um, later on in my career, they uh, were repackaging uh, three of Stephen King's novels uh, into one hardback uh, book cover: um, The Shining, Pet Cemetery, and. I can't remember what the third one was, but they wanted to feature the shining uh, on the cover. And so again, 
the book, The Shining, the movie, The Shining, you know, like we, that, that was his, what a sweet spot. And it was a Stephen King cover and they were asking me to do the artwork. So I was totally thrilled. And uh, so I came up with this piece of art and, you know, it's the, the Jack Nicholson character standing out in front of the, that, the mansion it's snowing like mad and he's got his hands out in front of him and there's just blood on his hands and when i drew the pencil drawing and i went to send it over to the client you couldn't tell that there was blood on their hands so i took the pencil sketch and then i took out some paint and i just painted the red blood in in the hands and uh sent it over now we're we've reached the digital world time it's these are not traditional mm, things right. so i can send color images to the client and uh they see it and they're like oh yeah this is this is cool this is what we want you to do so i'm going okay so when i do this do you want me to you know do the goosebump style colors do you want the rich and they're like no 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 do exactly what you did here we want the black and white version of what you did although i know it's a pencil here but we want black and white and the only color that's going to be on this is going to be his hands is going to be dripping blood and that was i I love doing black and white artwork it came out very cool so when i put uh any human figure in any of my books i always take a photo reference because if i just draw the character from memory they're going to be a little cartoony. You know, that's just my style. But if I get some good photo reference, I can get my people looking spot on realistic in the uh, final art. So usually I'll, you know, I get a friend, I'll get, you know, if it's a woman, I'll get a girlfriend, you know, something just, you know, but in this one, it was going to be me. So I took a picture of me. So not only did I get to do the artwork for the Stephen King cover, I'm actually on the Stephen King cover. So I covered all the bases with that. And uh, uh, and it was a piece that came out really cool. Wow. I was surprised Leo wasn't Googling that. I was. I I couldn't. It's a hard find. It's a hard find. (laughs) I think I'd seen that pictures yeah yeah because i remember the compilation i want i almost want to say no i was gonna say maybe it was carrie that was in that but no but i do remember the shining and pet carrie was in it that was the third book in the in the series i think it was carrie wasn't it yeah 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 i because i remember i think i owned it at one point you know but you know so tell us a little bit about monsters madness and magic what about it? I don't know anything about it. It says it's a podcast. It was on your Wikipedia. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I, I've done a lot of podcasts, so I don't know. Did something happen on it? That... I don't know. That's why I asked. Because it, <laughs> yeah, it's sorry. I, you know, referenced I, I, that. Uh, whoever, I'm sure the guy whose podcast it is, <laughs> is really pissed right now. <laughs> yeah. give, him, give him two weeks yeah, he's got his one us. chance for glory and i'm going yeah sorry man i, I don't i don't remember oh yeah there's the piece oh it was yep yeah, oh, so it was, it was salem's fine. lot yeah oh, salem's lot that's it not, not pet cemetery yep yep leo found it see just give yep. him a minute he's he's the man he's the man that's why he's here yeah 
So <laughs> I, I have to assume that that was a podcast that you were on that was really memorable. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it, it, it happens where, you know, there, I, I love doing these uh, and I do, you know, I do quite a few and um, yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, just like you pronounce my name correctly at the beginning of this thing, I'll uh, I'll I'll do the same for you on the, the next podcast. I don't know. I don't know. The, the podcast was something about smoking, smoking something. Smoking. <laughs> so Tim, I hear you got an IMDb credit for being on Still Talking with. You're gonna be like, what the hell was that? What are you talking about? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Wait a minute, is that up in my attic? What? what? <laughs> That's oh awesome. crap! <laughs> so wow. I like Jeremy's uh, comment that you just posted up on the screen there. Yeah. Now, are you seeing the comments as well, Tim? Yeah. So, uh, Jeremy is part of our network. Uh, Leo runs the network. He's got almost forty plus shows on the network. Wow. And uh, Jeremy is also part of our road crew. So when we go to conventions, it's usually Jeff, myself, Leo, and Jeremy. So, but unfortunately, Leo didn't make the trip to Virginia. Uh, got stuck here because of work, and he played the voice of Dog through the PA system. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Jeremy's kids so, are impressed that we have Tim well, on. That, that's cool. You know, again, it, that's the other thing is so the generation that grew up on goosebumps is now old enough to have kids of their own and they're turning them on to the, the books that they mm -hmm. read. And so there's another generation of goosebumps kids coming up along the way. And uh, it's, it's awesome. And then uh, a few years back when they did the Jack Black movies that, that, that got us back, you know, right. into the, into people's the memories and, and put a nice, solid new spin on it where when they first announced it was going to be Jack Black, I was like, I don't know. You know, I love Jack Black, but right. he ain't, you know, I know RL he's, you know, <laughs> they're not even close. Right. And, uh, but you know, that they, 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 they threaded the needle and they got something that, that worked really well. Right. Awesome. Cool. So, um, if you can even talk about it, do you have any current projects or future projects in the works? Uh, the, yeah, there's a, a RL and I uh, just worked again recently uh, for uh, Boom Comics. There's a, a new series coming out called The Stuff of Nightmares. Uh, this is R.L. Stein wrote it, and there's a it's a graphic novel. So there's another set of artists who are, are doing the, the graphic art, and it's for the grown-up Goosebumps fans. This is not for kids. This is for the cool. you know 18 and over, mm -hmm. and it's way gorier than the usual stuff. And the the stories are dark and they're cool. And um, I got a chance to do one of the variant covers for the first edition, and that should be out in the next couple of weeks. Oh, so cool. that's the hottest, you know, that's the hottest thing off the press I got going. Wow, um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, the the only other thing I have, and this is I I can't name drop because I sign shit. I was you know a a famous rap artist that, uh, had reached out and wanted me to help design some graphics for their clothing line, and um, I it, you know we tried, 
And, uh, you know, sometimes things match up well and sometimes they don't. But, uh, yeah, but I ended up with a couple of cool ideas that I'm going to continue and run with. And I'll probably do the full color art on that and I'll make them available at my shows. So um, nothing's wasted. Awesome. As As it shouldn't be. That's awesome. So cool. Yeah. Like like he said earlier, folks, he's going to be at the New York Comic Con in in a few weeks. Yeah, that's uh, the I think the sixth is the the Wednesday uh, in uh, the first Wednesday or second Wednesday in October. Uh, what's nice is uh, R.L. Stein lives in uh, Manhattan, and he's going to be at the convention, and him and I are going to do a panel together on Saturday. Oh, very and, nice. Uh, yeah, he'll they're going to speak with him because again it's the 30th anniversary for the first part of it, and then the second part of it, uh, I'm going to bring in some artwork, and him and I are going to, you know, riff on the artwork and make fun of stuff. And uh, we've done it in the past, and it's a lot of fun. So uh, yeah, it's not only just come to the con and get something signed; you can see us both joke around. So I'm going to say it again: get off your ass and head out to the new york comic-con and check out tim and rl i mean come on seriously he's the man or he's sit home man. and don't and you know blame, and blame, <laughs> and blame always another option and blame your damn self because you didn't go right and you can always find out more about this uh special guest here tonight in the show notes up above or down below that is correct up above or down below depending on <laughs> Where, you where they're watching or listening to us. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was just curious. I mean, I wasn't sure if you were going to drop that again. <clears throat> so right. all his all his, in, all his information is in there, including his website. So if you can't make it down to the New York Comic Con, go to his website. Now you have no Pretty excuse. Simple. Now you have no excuse. You can sit home no. and still get yourself something. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's just funny, you know, just saying. It's um, I've I've seen over the years, uh, you know, because I'm about the same age as you know, you. I don't want to say anything <coughs> like that about you know, but I grew up in your generation. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> um, I've I've. Seen I'm older than you. I can. I'm just looking at. I don't know you. I'm just looking at you. I'm older than you. We don't need to play this much. Um, so anyway, you know, I've seen a lot of the Goosebumps artwork over the years i just have i mean you, you can't help but see it uh but i've never read a book yeah i've never read a goosebumps book um well you wouldn't know because that's, yeah you were yeah, yeah, you were you, you were past the you know yeah. you were not the genre you were not the age and if you were reading the book you probably had a reading disability and <laughs> <laughs> But this new one, this new one you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, I'm intrigued. With I'm, that as I'm well. interested. Yeah, in that it, because I, I it, love reading horror. And it, it's it's cool. It's a graphic novel. And RL doesn't usually write to that to that group. And again, you know, I got to see some of the early stuff, and I'm going, wow, you know, wow, we're going there. <laughs> All right, uh, which is fun for me because you know stuff that I would. You know, back in the the Goosebumps days, the early Goosebumps days, you know, there were unwritten rules and, you know, things you could show, things that you couldn't show. And this one was like, ah, you know, all right, let's go. You know, let's this will be this will be very cool. So, yeah, yeah, I hope the series gets off the ground. And 
uh, they know that I'm, uh, you know, I'm always waiting in the wings. Uh, bring the lefty out of the bullpen and uh, let's give it a go. No, yeah, so absolutely. so based on how you just, just described that whole thing, I'm expecting skin. Yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, more as good and good and gory as you can get. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Nice. Yeah. See, I'm looking forward to that because I know Jeff's about four years younger than you, but I'm nine years younger than Jeff. So I was just on the other side. On the other side. Just yeah. I just I was in my teen years and goosebumps when, when I was thinking goosebumps, it wasn't the books. Yeah. I was I was giving people goosebumps, but yeah. <laughs> well, so <laughs> going back to the books though. So yeah, they weren't written for us. Right. right. So the the ability of everybody to self-publish now mm. uh, has opened up the market incredibly. So yeah. if you're and it's you know, if you want to write your the, the great novel, you can and you can get it printed and published and and get a nice looking book and you can yeah. hand it out to your friends and hawk it out of the you know the trunk of your car. Um and in the old days you had to use the the publishing company. Right. So what would happen is by the time any book got to me, it had been through a lot of vetting. And everything I read was pretty damn good. You know, maybe it wasn't my cup of tea, right. but, you know, they were well-written, well-structured books. Well, that screening process no longer exists. And <laughs> I, 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 there are things coming across my desk where you're just going, wow, okay. You know, and I got a few of those in a row and, you know, I'm still going to, you, you still read it and you still do the best you can. And I went back and I read, uh, I was like, well, I, I forget what inspired me, but I went back and I read one of the Goosebumps books. And I was like, yeah, what was it that made these things click? And as soon as you start to read it and you go, oh, the pacing of it is, is brilliant. Short little chapters. So if you're a beginning reader and it was one of those things where the books were originally written for girls and but boys started to pick them up because they had cool covers on them and mm -hmm. then they started to read them and so the the chapters so the book's about 100 120 pages long mm -hmm. the chapters were never longer than 20 pages so you could start you know you could get through a chapter and then Real at quick. the end of every chapter rl would put a hook it would either be he'd leave you hanging and make you go oh i I'm going to read the next 20 pages. And then he'd take you through another arc and you would continue to read it. And so it perpetually kept the kid hooked and reading and encouraged to read the next chapter, the next chapter. And being that they're only a hundred pages long, you know, there was kids finishing them off by the time their mom bought it at the bookstore, they getting out of the car and three quarters of the book is gone and they they can't wait till next month. So, uh, when I went back and read it again, I'm going, yeah, this is this is brilliant. The pacing is brilliant. The storytelling is cool. And always at the end, he always did something. You know, there was a surprise ending, a twist, a something. And uh, they, you know, they still hold up. They're, they're kind of timeless. Oh. Right. Now, was there ever any uh, illustration or artwork within the book? No. Um, the So we wrote a... a they put out an autobiography 
by R.L. Stein called It Came From Ohio. And uh, it did pretty well as a, you know, like a side book. So we asked if we could do a book, you know, call it It Came From New Jersey. And I would just, you know, talk about being the Goosebumps illustrator. But because we wanted to do, you know, we wanted to put art in there. If you look at a Goosebumps book, I don't, I don't have any right here, but the paper in there is as low quality that you can get in a, in a paperback. It's what every paperback was made out of. Right. And you couldn't print anything other than text on there without it just bleeding off the page. So because we wanted to do uh, put art in there in order to get the high quality paper in there, we had to cut the number of pages that we could produce. So mm-hmm. usually a Goosebumps book's 100 pages. Mine's now down to 50. And uh, but we printed we printed photographs and art on every page. So um, that's as close as we could get to uh, uh, artwork being done on the inside uh, of, the, of the Goosebumps books Wow, that I had anything to do with. <laughs> You're right over there, Leo. Yeah. Yeah. And just uh, allergies. Oh, you got, another show? you got another show tonight. I do. I do. Wow, look at you go, look at you go. So with that being said, let's do uh, like another four or five minutes and then we'll we'll let let the show close out and let everybody go uh, eat dinner. Jeffrey. I already ate. Oh, well, that was a hint. So, the show. so basically what I'm telling you is, is, is there any last questions, gentlemen? <laughs> I've pretty much hit all mine. I mean. And stole some of get... mine. Oh, did I? Oh, yeah. It's all good. You gotta be you gotta be quicker than that. Well, you know, a, a couple of my first ones were like, you know, are you still doing original art? But he touched on that. I didn't know if to ask the question. I was like, yeah, show notes are in the fucking right, 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 right. Are you still <laughs> well, painting at all at this point? Uh, uh it's it's rare. Uh, the setup is always there. I've got a, a, a spot in the back of my uh in my shop, and the easel kind of comes out of the ceiling. Most of the time it's a regular workbench where you know you fix the lawnmower. But uh, <laughs> uh, it's it. I have a I have a setup that's always ready to go. But I haven't in it, it's been it's been a little while. So um, uh, no, it's 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 more rare than I would like it to be. Um, uh, we'll get because well, I would I would think that would be um, uh, therapeutic. So uh, it is because it's different, I, I, and the pieces I've been doing lately or the ones that i do now are way bigger so that you're standing up you walk up you do it you got to step back to see it uh last piece i did was two feet by seven feet um there and and i've been working in black and white so again a total switch on what i would normally do for the goosebump stuff uh it's fun uh but the to feed my head Whenever there, I'm, not, I sit here a lot, and I put in a lot of hours sitting at the desk. And when I don't have to sit at the desk, I don't want to go do a painting. You know, I'm out in the yard. Um, right, right, right. Okay. Anything where I'm standing up and moving around and just doing something out and getting a little sunshine on me. You know, uh, that's that. That's the stuff that I do in my free time. Go down the go down the street to the beer garden and drink a few beers at the picnic. Right. Yeah. You know. right. Right, right. So I got one final question. Cool. Have you ever worked with charcoals? 
I have. I did. I did in school. Um, they. I went to a traditional art school where they taught us every medium, and uh, uh, I. I. I liked it. I. I didn't have a knack for it because my hands uh, aren't real steady, and I like to put my hands on my artwork when I'm doing my work. That's why acrylics were the, the greatest thing in the world. Because yeah, that's a problem with charcoal. Yeah, charcoal, yeah, I would be smearing them to death. <laughs> there's a there's a there's an artist named Jeff Etrevera. Tough one to 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 spell. Uh, we call him Jeff Etch and if you look up Jeff Etch E C H I went to art school with Jeff Etch. And he does the most incredible charcoal work you've ever seen. Uh, it's charcoal, charcoal pencil. And at first you're going, these are photographs. And then you look at, you get closer and you're like, holy shit. Wow. Guy's amazing. So uh, I, I purposely stay away from it now because he's so damn good at it. Uh, makes me want to fold, uh, fold up the tackle box and just put all that stuff away and <laughs> do something else. Excellent, cool. excellent. So, Leo. Hi. Yes, sir. Hi. You, we, what's, Hi. Were you looking for the squirrels? No, <laughs> no, no. I, I was looking for uh, the button. Jeff Edge. Oh, there, there he is. He was looking oh, for yeah, Jeff no Edge. Shit, I, knew, no. I knew what he was doing. Wow. Yeah, the guy's incredible. And oh, and he's prolific. as any, Like, the number of pieces he cranks out is, wow. is mind-bending. Yeah, that is some amazing stuff. Yeah. Wow. Well, I can't um, draw a stick figure cat. No. <laughs> no. We'll st I'll stick to writing. Yeah. We'll exactly. hire well, hire the shit too. I, you know, like we all have our we all have our niche. I can't. There's plenty. I you know, there's very few masters of all things. Uh, yeah. Putting putting three sentences. I have to write a small thing. Uh, they're doing a biography on R.L. Stein. Uh, over in Italy, and the guy asked me just to write something small, and it's it's fucking painful. I, it's, brutal. <laughs> it's brutal, you know, and it's awful. You know, I read it, and I just go, oh, yeah. Well, all I can hear is I just every time I write something, I'm going, oh, you're such an ass. You know, you sound like such an ass. So, what the fuck you say that for? <laughs> yeah, what you say that for? You, you sound like a moron. So, uh, anyway. oh crap, <laughs> Leo. Yeah. Do well, I, thing. Yeah. On that note, I want to thank everybody for watching this fine evening. If you uh, check the show notes up above or down below, you'll find everything about tonight's guest. Uh, for me, just Google Leo Pond. You find a bunch of stuff. Could be true. Could be not. I'm not going to say which is which, but I run the Door Hitting Podcast Network. We got a ton of awesome people doing a ton of awesome stuff. Head on over to thedoorkening.com, which you can find all the latest episodes there. Tim, where do you like people interacting with you on social media? Uh, best place is just uh, stay on uh, Instagram. That's where the stuff is the most up to date. Uh, everything uh, as things pop up and as artwork is new, that's the first place it goes. So T. Jacobus on, on uh, Instagram. Uh, have you looked into a, a alternative for Instagram? I, I know uh, like some artists are going to, I think it's view. V-U-E. All right. I'll look into it. Okay. There we go. There you go. I got some info. Yeah. Jeffrey. What? 
Go to stilltoken.com. You'll find out everything you need to know about us uh, or Talking with the Dead on our Facebook page. Uh, the website's probably the easiest. We get more information there, and it's actually easy to find because it can be hard to find stuff on Facebook. you got to, like, dig through folders and all this stuff. You can't, like, organize stuff on Facebook. You know what I mean? Not like a website. Page, a page, a page, a page, a page. So just go to stilltoken.com. You'll find out everything you need to know except about me. I still want. I, I still want to know where that button went. Where the light switch went. Oh, the light switch! I the told you, dude. It's one of those new ones. It was like flush to the wall. You couldn't see it. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm still just, gonna ask though. I know you are every time, every time, every time. So, like Jeff said, stilltoking.com is the best place to find out about what we do. All the amazing stuff that Tim has done is in the show notes up above or down below. We want to thank Tim for coming out, hanging out with us tonight. Uh, ask him just to hang tight while Leo closes out the show. Um, but to all our veterans and first responders, we want to thank you for doing what you do so people like us can do what we do. Stay safe. We'll see you next week. We're out of here. Bye.